This episode of the Comets Podcast is being brought to you by none other than Huntington University. They have been sponsoring this podcast all season long, so I'd like to thank them. And uh, you can thank them by going back to school, because if you are a season ticket holder, you get 25% off all tuition at Huntington University. So go do that now. I mean, not right now. Listen to the show first, then go ahead and do it. Uh, But go see Huntington University if you want to go back to school and get that 25% off all tuition. All right, let's do this week's show. Time again, it is showtime. It is time for the Huntington University Comets Podcast with me, Shane Alberani. I host this show. I also do a little play-by-play on the side. Perhaps you've listened to a few games, but uh, if not, if you just listen to this podcast, go ahead and check out some uh, hockey games because you hear me and you also hear another guy sometimes by the name of Fred Bean. Fred fills in for Robbie Irons when he can't make the games, which has been a little bit more frequent this year. Robbie is enjoying uh, his retirement. He's going down to Florida and enjoying some vacation time. So when Robbie's not there, I call on a guy by the name of Fred Bean. Uh, Fred and I go way, way back. I mean, we're talking 20-plus years. So when Robbie decided he was going to slow down a little bit, I reconnected with Fred and uh, was like getting the, the band back together. And it's been fantastic. I've gotten some great feedback. People have really enjoyed Fred. Uh, uh, he's getting in the swing of things, and he's had a good time. And he is on the show here today. It is a it's a twofer for you. We got two guests for you. We'll talk to Fred Bean, what it's like uh, filling in for Robbie Irons, and what it was like uh, working with me way back in the day. So we'll catch up with Fred. Also give you a chance to get to know Fred when you hear him on the radio. You know a little bit of his background. And we also have Comet Forward Brett McKenzie, who is having a fantastic year, and he has got uh, another interesting story. You know, he grew up in Canada. We talk about juniors. We also talk about what happened in Jacksonville with an unfortunate injury that kind of, you know, might gross a lot of people out. So (laughs) we'll talk about that. Won't go into a lot of details, but uh, uh, you'll enjoy uh, Brett McKenzie's discussion. Now, before we get going with all of those interviews, two interviews on this show, I have to talk about our... uh, our super fan, Fiona. Now, Fiona listens to this show religiously, and whenever I ask, hey, I need to research that, or I make a comment, within minutes, she is tweeting me with the answer and what I had to research. Last show, I said something to Max Gottlieb that uh, I think he was the first uh, comment from New Jersey, but I would have been wrong, and I was way wrong, because Fiona went back, and she found a whole list of names of guys from New Jersey. So, Fiona, this is uh, now an, an un paid internship. She is now in charge of pointing out everything I, I, I screw up and also everything I asked to be researched. It is now her job to point that out and uh, she's going to tweet me. So uh, we'll see how clean this show is. We're going to give her an opportunity. So uh, let's get right to it. Let's go with Fred Bean and then after that we'll talk to Brett McKenzie. <laughs>
All right. Okay, man. All right. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to sit next to me in the press box? Absolutely. Can't wait. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, going back, our history, you know, goes back 20 years. I can't believe it. It's been 20 years. I know. I know. I don't remember when we started. When was it? It was the mid '90s. It might actually it, it, it have been. It absolutely was. I actually, I think it was. Uh, you know, the Comets had a coach named Boudreaux, so it's deja vu all over yeah, again. Yeah. So it was probably mean? it was '94, '95 <laughs> when we actually started doing hockey games together, and that was high school hockey games back uh, at the at McMillan. You at know. McMillan in the corner of the rink <laughs> yeah. behind the clouded glass. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we uh, we we built our own stand. I mean, we did a lot. Doing high school games. Absolutely. In yeah. fact, uh, it was a couple of years we were the only game in town to record the uh, championships. Yeah, that's brought right. them home. Brought them home. That's right. And uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, former coach Gary Graham, we called his games. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, we spent a lot, of, a lot of time together. And then uh, Fred and I kind of lost touch for some reason. And then uh, Robbie Irons uh, thought about hanging it up. And you know what? I thought about getting the band back together. And here we are. That yeah, was a delightful call. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by it. And and uh, can't wait to get back in the seat and, and work with you again. So, all right, let's uh, let the fans learn about Fred Bean. Uh-oh. So, uh, this could Fred, be scary. Fred's first of all big from Boston. You can hear, tell by the accent. So, get yeah. used to that accent. Which yeah, is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's you know when you hear a Canadian accent, you hear a Boston accent. Doesn't matter what you say, hockey related, it just sounds right. Well, you know, and and that's that's the uh, the whole key to to the Boston's heritage is started with a man named Bobby Orr. Really, you know, he's the one who changed how we viewed hockey and how we taught hockey and uh, brought it down to three years old, which is what we're doing here in Fort Wayne. And that's one of the things I started when my kids started skating. It was three years old and on the ice. It was like a, a, somebody took a bucket of fish, live fish, and threw <laughs> it on the ice. And I thought, what did I get myself into? But it's been a great ride. I uh, got to know an awful lot of the kids here in town and as well as all of the former Comets because, you know, the, uh, the great thing about the Comets is their family. So... Uh, a lot of the guys, when they hang it up, they hang around. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And you, you coached a lot here in town, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of the youth players. Years. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, if you played hockey, you know, in Fort Wayne as a youth, you probably knew Fred or, or Fred coached your team or, or coached against a lot of guys, but you also coached with a lot of former Comets. Uh, Ron Leith, the one uh, actually we talked to today. Yeah, yeah, Ron and I with the uh, Turner River Rats back when our kids were small and Jackson's still uh, still lacing him up and, and, and moving forward with his career. But, uh, yeah, we, d- we spent a lot of time together doing that. And as you said, Colin Chin. Um, but, you know, and, and just getting a chance to, to play yourself with uh, guys like uh, Riggler and, and, and so forth. So it was a lot of fun. And you were, you know, the head coach. So some of the Comet guys were your assistant coaches. So yeah, no actually, pressure there, Shane. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> See, I'm, I'm trying to build your resume. I'm saying Fred yeah. knows what he's doing. You know, he might not be in the Comet <laughs> orbit when it comes, but it comes to hockey outside of the Coliseum. Fred's the guy. Well, you know, when, when you're sitting there with a, with a group of, uh, of of young men looking at you for direction, and you get Colin Chin to your right. Uh, it, like I said, no pressure. So it's, just like, it's like, Chinner, am I doing okay? So, you know, <laughs> he's a great guy. He was a great asset. And, uh, you know, just love having the relationships with him. Now, you uh, grew up in Boston, but you actually have some ties to the Bruins, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. D- deep ties. Uh, Not just a fan. I mean, you were you were involved when you were right, a kid. Right, right. Yeah, no, one of our uh, neighbors was John Calton, and uh, John has passed away. And, in fact, they have the uh, John Calton Memorial Award in Boston given to the 
the area's best high school and scholastic combination player. And uh, he, like I said, he was the head scout, and he, uh, during the 60s, he decided that it was uh, best if we could get some of the Bruins out of uh, living on their own because uh, it was the 60s. And yeah. they, they wanted them <laughs> in bed and getting a good meal and so forth. So he asked a bunch of the neighbors to bring in folks, and uh, my parents did. In fact, we brought in a guy named Terry Crisp who had a long industrious career, uh, won the cup as a player a couple times and as a coach, and uh, he's still uh, working with the Preds today. And he, so Terry Crisp lived in your house. Yeah. Yes. But how did that start? How did your, your dad, I mean, how did he get involved to get at the Bruins? Well, John Carlton came, to, like I said, to the neighbors and he asked if uh, we could bring him. And of course, we were all diehard Bruins yeah. fans. It was the only time we could stay up late at night was <laughs> to watch the Bruins game. And uh, when they start living with you, it becomes real personal, you know. In fact, I, I used to go out and play street hockey with, you know, essentially the, the big bad Bruins. So it was, it, it, it runs deep, the black and gold. And uh, to this uh, day, me and my buddies get together once a year for an away game Bruins trip. And this is year number 29, working our way around the NHL. So so it, Terry Crisp lives in your house. What, who yeah. other, what other Bruins were hanging around? Who did you... Who else was there? Uh, uh, Dallas Smith was in the neighborhood. Uh, Don Ari was. In fact, um, there was one time when uh, Derek Sanderson, the Turk, was uh, doing a broadcast, and he made mention that essentially the whole team lived in the same neighborhood except for him. He uh, he wasn't about to go live in, a, in, a, in somebody's <laughs> house. If you know the Turk, you understand. So he lived in an apartment complex across from the Boston Gardens that had these signs as you drove down the street that said, if you lived here now, you'd be home. So he was literally right across the street and always late for practice anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did those guys teach you just as a kid? I mean, they, did they kind of, hey, kid, they take you under your wing? Did they, you know, teach well, you, they t keep you like a little brother? Is that, you know, how does that work? You know, it's, it's uh, it, it, of course, I was too young to be uh, given, you know, college age tips or high school yeah. age tips or things of that nature. Um, but, you know, it, it was just a, an encouragement, you know, keep doing this, keep doing that um, type of thing. And it was more of a more of a of a of a fun thing. I mean, they were home, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was there was some there was some great moments like uh, unfortunately with expansion, we lost Terry Crisp to the St. Louis Blues. And the last game of his uh, of, of the season of the following season. He called up my parents and asked if he could have a few guys over afterwards for a little party. So, you know, they had a great relationship. And uh, until my parents passed away, they exchanged Christmas cards. And, and uh, so Terry, Terry came on over. He brought the entire St. Louis Blues hockey team, Bernie Perron, all of them. It was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was a good day. What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say one of 68. We're in that time frame. So, you know, it was just a little tight, but uh, it was a lot of fun, yeah. you know. See, that's uh, that's amazing. So that's so uh, uh, the roots go deep uh, as far as hockey goes. So, uh, well, for, I would go back to, the, to, to Terry Crisp real quick. Um, you have a story about you guys lost touch, but yet you reconnected later, and he would tell stories about your family. You, you know, know that. it was an amazing thing. Um, it had been uh, twenty something, probably closer to thirty years that we hadn't physically seen each other. And um, one of our annual Bruins trips was down to Nashville. So uh, as, as luck would have it, one of the guys who was on our trip, his brother was working for the Preds. And so I worked through him to be able to arrange to see Terry just to say hi. 
And, um, you know, I had been telling everybody for all these years about Terry Crisp and everything else and because uh, he was just such a great guy and all this stuff. And, and uh, so we finally met up at the end of the game. They invited me and my son back to their private area where the, the players and, and the, the owners, the general manager, everybody was there. And uh, come to find out, all these years I've been telling the Terry Crisp story, he was telling the Bean story because he was just absolutely amazed how, you know, the, this guy with six kids and, and the house wasn't <laughs> even built complete, completed yet, you know, would take him and his wife and, and, and show him the hospitality that they did, and that just left a huge impression on him. So, you know, you never know that little bit of an act of kindness, how far it goes. And, and uh, he ended up telling me and my son some stories about my parents that I never knew. So it was, it was just an awesome, awesome event. Fantastic. So, so let's let's talk even a little bit more. How, how you got to Fort Wayne? Let's start with that. And yeah. you've been here like close to thirty years now. 25? Yeah, we came in '91. It was a work-related thing. I started working over at the uh, you know Magnavox, which is now Raytheon, and uh, j just love the place. I've, I've never left. We've had you know several opportunities to move back to Boston, and as much as I I, I love Boston, it's, Fort Wayne is just phenomenal place to raise a family and you know one of the things that uh you know like my brother would ask me and say hey don't you miss going to the Bruins game he's like yeah I do but I get to go to the Comets all the time <laughs> you know because it's an affordable event in Fort yeah. Wayne you know yeah. it's, it's 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 a family vacation and, and to go to an NHL game sometimes you know so uh come here in 91 and one of the first things you did was go to a Comet game Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you know, we got you things are are lined up and God's involved. Would you would you put you with a realtor that is a uh, diehard hockey fan? And and uh, we struck up a relationship beyond, you know, just the, the sale of a home. And and uh, the first thing he did was bring me to to a Comets game. And I was like, OK, I'm home. This is good. <laughs> And you took to the Comets right away. You took to uh, Fort Wayne Hockey, obviously. And I don't even remember how you and I got together. I just remember us showing up one day. I had been calling hockey, high school hockey games for a couple of years. And Fred wanted to get – you were at a broadcasting background? Is yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I ended up uh, going through a Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and, and I did it as something uh, that was, it was an enjoyable passion uh, as opposed to, you know, a career. Um, and, and, you know, I had opportunities at the old rock 104, you know, yeah. turn, turn some records down yeah. there and things like that. And that's not what I really wanted to do because my love of sports and particularly hockey. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't even remember how we got together, <laughs> but it was, it, we got together and it was like, we'd been together forever. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we just started cranking out the games and, and, you know, this was, uh, I think, before the proliferation of cell phones and everybody yeah. having a video. So, yeah. you know, uh, the, the kids would tune in and you kind of expect that they would tune in to watch a yeah. game. And then the coaches started and then some parents started and then it kind of grew. It was yeah. awesome. And it was you know, public access TV, which is still around, but unfortunately, yeah. you know, not as big as it. I mean, I wouldn't say it was ever big, but it was it was you didn't have very many channels back in the right. in the. Uh, early to mid 90s and uh there was a lot of interesting programming on public access and we just happened to be one of them you know it's not it's pre-youtube so uh you right. know if you had an idea you could take it to the station and you could do it and and uh high school hockey had been running on it for quite a few years and i remember i how i got involved i got involved actually right at a 
in high school. Uh, so uh, then Fred came along, and yeah, we just kind of took it to a different level. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, it was, you know, we, we froze our butts off an awful lot there. <laughs> but, you know, we even expanded it. You know, we started doing more games. People were asking to do more games, and we were doing, uh, you know, like just videos for, for the kids uh, just to have. And uh, we did the, the state finals, which is something that uh, really hadn't been done. Fort Wayne had a pretty rich tradition about sending teams to the state tournament and winning, but uh, you know what? No, local media even really wasn't covering it. We turned out to be that team when we would go down, we would do the games, and we would come back, and we would drop off highlights to the TV stations. Yeah, and in fact, that one year, uh, I think it was Snyder that won the, the championship, and, and we had all the film, film footage of it, and and brought it back and, and gave it to, to one of the local stations. And, and, uh, and we gave it to Dick DeFay, who's no longer with us yeah. at 33. And he, he's one of the guys who always enjoyed getting the high school hockey stuff. Right, right. And he actually had us do all the production work yeah. and so forth. And we were just kind of kind of hoping they'd give us a couple minutes. They let <laughs> off, I think, about six minutes worth of yeah. tape to, to start the program and then did another six or seven minutes uh, <laughs> at, at the full end. and. You know, in, in in retrospect, we helped them scoop everybody else, and yeah. you know, in the way that the uh, that the sort of tournaments were set up, this it was kind of weird. The state tournament was before the city championship, yeah. and then we went down to McMillan for the city championship a, a week later, and everybody was there. All the news stations, the radio stations, <laughs> TV, the the print media it was phenomenal coverage for the kids. Yeah. So, and that's the best part, you know, just just to give the kids the exposure and. And to give the p yeah. folks in, in Fort Wayne the, the exposure to, to all things hockey, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Now, even outside of hockey, I know you're a brilliant hockey guy, but you're also an engineer, which, uh, you know, you're, you're going to bring up the IQ level of the press box <laughs> quite a bit just by walking in there. Uh, but, no, you went to Notre Dame. So I you did, had, yeah. You I have got, that, too. I got my master's degree from Notre Dame. Uh, a tremendous experience. And, uh, you know, for somebody who grew up as a Boston College fan, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm 100% fighting Irish today. So, <laughs> so an engineer, and now you've got a few accomplishments as an engineer, too, that you really should brag about. Oh, you didn't bring that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to build you up, buddy. All right. So I, there's uh, my name's attached to four patents, if that's what you're yeah, talking that, about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have had the honor and pleasure of working with some incredibly brilliant people here in Fort Wayne, and you know they get all the credit. They absolutely do. Um, some of the things that they have developed, some of the uh, projects that I've been on, you know, at my time, uh, I've, I've worked at a, you know Raytheon Magnavox, uh, and uh, also Northrop Grumman was here in town, and I'm currently with General Dynamics. So very strong defense business here in town, and and like I said, I've met some brilliant software engineers, some brilliant mathematicians, and 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 RF guys, and you know to to work with that class of people in 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 this environment. I mean, it's just like I said, this is what makes Fort Wayne home. But it's awesome that you, you've obviously you've, you've done well for yourself, but you've always wanted to do hockey. Oh, and, my God, and it's, yeah. You know, when we worked together years and years ago, and Fred and I lost touch, I don't know why we did. We, we just did. That's the way things go. And I still remember, you know, Fred, that was his passion, was broadcasting and broadcasting hockey. And here I am 20 years later. I remember that, and uh, I had an opportunity since, you know what, I, I we Fred and I got together. We sat there for a minute, and I'm like, oh, this feels right. It's like it was. It's been probably close to 20 years since we even sat down and talked. 
but we immediately clicked, and it was just like getting the band back together. And yeah. this is this is your passion, and that it's was, like I'm so happy that we are back together. You know, that's an amazing cup of coffee right there. You know, <laughs> and, and and I was so excited to, to to get back with you and catch up and you know find out about your daughter and all those things going on in your life and share my life and where we've been and everything and like i said the years just melted away it's yeah. like it's like we never had you know yeah we were never apart so i'm uh i'm really looking forward to working the games with you and and uh i get to see the comments every night this is awesome yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know and <laughs> i talk about you know my my group of friends that i have and when we growing up in high school there was there was uh, four or five of us and one of them actually works for nasa now one has uh, two doctorates he's a professor at trine university another one uh is a high-ranking nurse the other one is a software engineer but they're all envious of my job <laughs> oh, dude, you're the voice of the comments. You win. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, think of, think about the, the physician. You know, Fort Wayne has been absolutely blessed with, uh, you know, having Bob Chase, one of, one of the legends. And, 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 and then to have, you know, Doc Emmert just kind of yeah. pop in. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I saw your podcast with Doc that was phenomenal. Um, his, he's still a Hoosier. And he, he doesn't forget his roots, and, and he always, always, uh, you know, mentions mentions Fort Wayne in, in his broadcast, and it just warms my heart when I hear it. And to see you, you know, working with Bob and now in the seat and, and, and having Doc, um, it's just awesome. I'm, I'm really happy for you. And uh, like I told you, you know, 40, 50 more years of calling hockey games, your name will be in the rafter too. <laughs> <laughs> a long way to go, but uh, that was guest number one on this week's show, Fred Bean, who fills in for Robbie Irons. Glad he could come on the show, and I'm glad, uh, you know what, he's able to sit next to me in the press box because we have had a good time this season, and I hope you've been enjoying Fred because you'll still hear him uh, from time to time when uh, Robbie takes some time off, and, uh, you know, love his stories. We go way back. I uh, love his stories about uh, growing up with the Boston Bruins, so that was a lot of fun. Now, uh, coming up, we've got more fun. We've got uh, act number two we have got comet forward brett mckenzie and uh macker's having a great season he uh career high in goals and uh he is loving fort wayne we're loving him and uh this conversation we talk about his uh his billet family uh, we talk about speaking french and we talk about dental hygiene which you know what might seem weird but not for this show so uh let's just get uh with uh, brett mckenzie God, so three feet. I can't imagine three feet of snow. I talked mm-hmm. to uh, Olivier Legault, and he was in. He's from Quebec, so it's like his. You know, he used to have his whole house basically a big snowdrift yeah. above his house, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine that much snow. Well, it's like in North Bay. It was, there's so much snow up there too. Yeah. So I mean, it's different for sure. In Atlanta last year, there's no snow at all. Yeah. And it was plus. I don't know what Fahrenheit is, but <laughs> three degrees Celsius every yeah. day. And you have no idea how to deal with that being no. from Canada. <laughs> no, it's so weird. <laughs> so the weather in Atlanta, so I mean, I mean, it gets a little cold down there, but it's not nothing like you're used to. No, there to. was no snow at all last year. Yeah. yeah and Gally and I, would we'd be walking around in shorts in the afternoon because the sun would be hitting us and it would be hot, so. And even when it's like 50 degrees, you guys think it's, it's hot. And mm-hmm. pe- people from the south are like bundled yeah. up and you're, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're walking around in shorts. Yeah. Do you get the same satisfaction like I do when I see news coverage of an area that doesn't normally get snow? And I see people falling down and not used to walking on the ice or driving. Yeah, well, or... It's the driving that makes me laugh. Like uh, Atlanta last year, like there's there's a chance of freezing rain. They would, they would shut down everything. All the schools were shut down. 
It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's not crazy. Yeah. I mean, you don't, th- you don't think about that, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, we're not used to driving on it, but like even here in Fort Wayne, it's always weird that that first snow of the year. It's like nobody has ever lived here. It's like everybody yeah. moved here over the summer. Yeah. They have no idea what they're mm-hmm. doing. So, well, I, I bought winter tires just thinking like, oh, there's gonna be a, a bit of snow yeah. lease, and there's been like no snow. I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah, that's a bummer. You, yeah. you, you spend the money on the tires, you mm-hmm. don't get to use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great man. Well, uh, so you, uh, you and Olivier, you guys played last year together, but you don't get a room together this year. No, no? we lived together last year, and he wanted to move by himself, so. I mean, it's up to his it's his choice, I guess. But <laughs> Did you take offense to that at all? No, I, I had talked to him before. He's just like, yeah, I just want my own spot. He's a, he's a pretty visual kind of guy, so I kind of yeah. understood that. But, I mean, we had a good time in, in uh, Atlanta last year. We, we, we're kind of the same person. He's the French version of me, and I'm the English version of him, so it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you speak French? Yeah. Yeah. So are you fluent? Are you really good? Yeah, my dad's French, He uh, and then I went to grade, or I went till grade six in French or French school, full French. Really? Yeah. So, okay, so everything was in French? Everything was in French, and then I moved to French immersion from 6 to end of high school. Really? And that was on in ta- Ontario? Yeah. 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 So how does that work? I mean, is it like, is it your choice to do that, or? I think it's my parents' you're, choice. You're, you're, yeah, your oh, folks, yeah, yeah. At the time. Yeah. And then I, I guess just realizing hockey-wise, there's in, North, in the Ontario Hockey League, there's yeah. not really French guys. Like, there's no French schools for those guys, so... They moved me over, and I mean, I still have all the French. I just, the talking is the hard part now. I, I've kind of lost most of it, but I yeah. can understand everything. Really? Yeah. So, but yeah. So when anyone yells at you in French, you can hear, yeah. understand what it is. Yeah. So. Like when we're on the ice, I'll talk to Galley in yeah. French, and we'll have a little chit chat. But it's not really like a full-on conversation anymore. <laughs> but you finally probably found that handy. You know, we probably played a lot of French guys, so yep. I'm sure. Yeah. It was. No, I played. I my first billets and juniors, they were French. So I used I had my French there and I was perfect, and then I moved and they don't speak Fr- they didn't speak French from then on. So, I mean I kind of lost it, but I kind of got it back last year from Galley. I talked to Galley's parents in French. I have buddies that are French too, so yeah. I I get it back in the summer. So you go and you speak a lot of French in the summer mm-hmm. to to everybody. That's cool. That, well, it's cool that you came here and you actually knew somebody and you you know Olivia yep. Gallipo. Did you guys talk to each other over the summer? Like you were both coming here? Or? Uh, when Benny had called me, I was ta- I, he was ta- talking about Galley, and so I ca- after I hung up with Benny, I called Galley, and we were just talking about it. So yeah, we, we didn't plan it, but right. I think we did kind of at the same time, <laughs> knowing that we know somebody. So it's a different. You guys play together in Atlanta, but so it's a different vibe a hockey vibe i mean obviously it's totally different yeah you know? it's it's so different here but uh i had known galley so we had met in vancouver when i was my first year getting yeah. drafted i had met him in vancouver he came as a as an invite and we we kind of bonded together and then we saw each other in boston last year when we had uh their their camp yeah and we were roommates so and then we just pretty much stayed together the whole year and didn't, didn't separate us pretty good but I mean I like Stewie now Stewie's a good roommate and I had Marty before so they're both great guys yeah well, we love our Fortnite so it's good yeah and you guys you guys have been playing this crazy game on the road I, I gotta ask Petey Petrozelli because like he's the, the ringleader of it the Catan yeah yeah we play that a little bit I, I mean I'm not nothing special yeah um, but yeah the, the older guys are pretty good <laughs> Um, still kind of learning the bases of it, but there used to be like a group. I guess it was uh, Stu, Sid, Petey, and Bensey, yeah. and then I joined in when Stewie couldn't. And then Shazi knows how to play now, and then all the guys over in the Willows now play too. So there's a big group of guys that just play. Katana. So what what is it? 
It's just a strategy board game. I okay. Can't even well, it's cool that it. it's a board game. It's not a video yeah. game. That's actually because I remember I saw you guys when we were in uh, Idaho. You guys were down in the lobby, and you guys had everyone was surrounded. Yeah. You guys were I'm like, what is this? And now I see Petey always on the bus with, with, yeah. with the box. It's, it's only good for when we're staying in the hotel because <laughs> yeah. you can't really play on the bus. You can't play it on the airplane. Yeah. So there's no. You need to be in the hotel for at least a couple of days for it to bring it. But I've also heard it's it's been kind of spirited too, because I hear you guys cheer in and yeah. stuff like that. Well, once once you win, it's like oh yeah. But I haven't won yet, so yeah. But it's it's cool. It's a good old fashioned board game, something mm-hmm. you don't see every day. So it's yeah. pretty cool. No wagering involved. Just no. bragging rights. Yeah, just bragging rights. You can't even put money on that. It's a little hard to do that. I'm sure somebody could probably find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody puts five bucks in, whoever wins, wins it all. Oh, there you go. There's, there you go. Nah, it doesn't make it as fun. So is it like one game, like, or is it like something that you have to like, uh, you know, you play one game and then, or is it like like a game of Monopoly that can go on for days? It's it's usually an hour long. You yeah. get like ten points, but, I mean, you could just keep it going. Yeah. But it would just get, like, <laughs> like building everything would be so hard. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's an hour, so it's not that bad. Yeah. And you could you we sometimes play two times a game, two times a day, but yeah, it's not. It gets long. <laughs> and you're just chirping the same people over and over yeah. again. So you guys, uh, is there anything else you guys do? And you guys, I mean, some guys play golf, some guys you know video games, but anything else you guys have bonded over this year other than the board game? No, we play Schnarps a lot, Schnarples. Um, but other than that, we just kind of play Fortnite and. And talk on the on the on the Xbox and PS4. And you guys get the headsets on. Yep. You guys do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we are all set up. Stewie's right beside me over there, and I have I have my monitor, and we're good. <laughs> Is Stewie a good Fortnite player? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm probably the worst one. So we have like a little group that we play. It's me, Sid, and Petey, and Stu, and I'm probably the worst one. <laughs> Might be one of the worst ones on the team, to be honest. So was this the you know, was this your introduction to Fortnite, or you did you play before last? Year? I played last year, but they've yeah. been they've been playing since the start of it. I've only been playing for the past couple seasons, so I mean, I've gotten better, but yeah. nothing special. Yeah. Have you gotten the dance moves down? Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I can't dance. My character can, but I can't dance. I've seen Sid actually. He can actually do it. I mean, he's got some. Yeah. Like, he might practice characters. on his own. Nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> Yeah, my daughter plays a lot of Fortnite, mm-hmm. so I don't know much about it. But yeah, my parents don't like that. Really? They hate that I play Fortnite. Really? Why? Because I'm always down there playing Fortnite. <laughs> so when you're at home, when I'm at home, it's like, well, I, I work, and then I usually come home and I eat, and then I I'll like either sit on Fortnite or like watch TV, and my mom would be like, "Why don't you go do something?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I am doing something." Like I, I just worked. Come I, on, I'm mom. tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. School. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to meet your parents down in Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah. Is yeah. that their first time seeing you play this year in Fort Wayne? Uh, this year, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they came all the way down. So they didn't come to Fort Wayne. They came all the way to Florida. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they uh, they did air miles, so it helped, yeah. oh, it helped cool. them out, and they wanted to go somewhere warm. So Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Cool. It's probably a nice trip for them. Yeah. Because yeah. they stayed there a couple days after we left. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so where in Ontario are you guys from? I'm from Ottawa. From Ottawa. Okay. Outskirts of Ottawa. Okay. So like Stephen Bayless is also from the... Yeah. He's like area. way far from me. Way though. far from you. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. like when Shawzi's down, he's far from me too. Yeah. Um, Bowds is in Pembroke, which is almost two hours. Yeah. So it's the same it's thing. Not... It's a big city. It's like when someone says, I'm from the Toronto area, well, that can mean a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm on the like way outskirts. Like it's only farm country. There's not uh, really much to it. Really? Mm-hmm. So not a whole lot going on? No. <laughs> if you want to do anything, you got to go in town. So how far is town? 
depends where you want to say town. If you want to go downtown Ottawa, it's like 40 minutes. If yeah. you want to go Orleans, it's half, half an hour. Yeah. But it's not horrible. I mean, I do the commute every day for to go to the gym and then and then do whatever, like work. And yeah. So, so what did, like, uh, so you're a teenager growing up there. What was the fun thing to do? <laughs> nothing. Nothing? <laughs> there is absolutely nothing to do. When we got our cars, I mean, then we had a little more freedom. Yeah. But you and my sisters and I, like, we'd have to, we'd have an hour school bus ride to school yeah. in the morning so we'd wake up like 6 a.m and have an hour school school trip so i mean the, we used to, there's an outdoor rink that's pretty that's much it, it. that's yeah. it oh I'll see yeah you know growing up in a small town it's diff uh, you have a different uh way you grew up you know and, and you appreciate things a little bit more when yeah. you actually get to a place where mm -hmm. there's things to do yeah you know i mean we have like a, a navin fair which is navin's another little place 10 minutes away but yeah. It's one of the biggest fairs in Ottawa, but it's all just hicks that go, and like they have all their big <laughs> trucks and diesel trucks, and and they have the horse poles and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's the that's one. Like a farm, thing. So it's like a farm area. So yeah, it's it's yeah. it's that's the only that's the one fun thing in the summer to do is yeah. to go to that. Even though we're so old, like it because it makes sense. So uh, did you ever take uh, take to farming? Is, are the folks in the farming? Or what um, do? My uncle owns a farm, but he does uh, horseback riding for. Um, underprivileged kids oh, cool. and, and, cool. and kids with autism yeah. and all that stuff so yeah. um, he does that now he used to do the whole like dogs sheep everything yeah. but I think he's just done doing uh, horses now so yeah do you ever ride horses I used to yeah. I haven't ridden one in a long time yeah yeah. I, I could probably do it again I've always wanted to <laughs> every time I go he's always busy doing something so yeah yeah. I always point to my, my horse over there I did have a horse mm -hmm. at one time and uh, I actually leased a horse there's like yeah. a lease a car so my mm -hmm. my horse story yeah. <laughs> no i i love horses but i just never get out there anymore yeah mm -hmm. yeah so when you go home for summer what what do you do up there you said you go to the gym yeah i go to the gym every morning and then usually work at amped uh, goaltending so i just shoot pucks on goalies that's for, what you do for about six hours a day okay explain how you get this job um i applied to this place to be a counselor originally yeah and so it's like a camp, or is so it? So it's yeah, it's yeah. kids camps. Okay. And there's also pro goaltenders and all this stuff. Okay. So, I'll usually start. Um, so I s originally started as a player coach. Okay. Or a player, yeah, a player coach, and then the shooters needed a shooter, and I was the only one there. <laughs> and I had already sent my resume to my boss now, yeah. who was the goal, like the amp goaltending, and he's he just kept me on as a shooter full time, and now I shoot about six hours a day. Um, pros and I am the primary shooter. I'm he if he, he'll text me like at <laughs> eleven o'clock yeah. at night and he'll be like, "Can you please come?" Uh, nobody else can, so I have to go in. So you're the but shooter, I, but I, I get I get a lot more money than other people. Right, right. That's so that's like a full time job. I actually goes on a resume. What are you shooter? I'm a shooter. Well, it's not a full time job. <laughs> oh, I, 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 six hours a day. Yeah, that's quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, but yeah. he he get he gets us like Timmy's every morning and stuff. So it's pretty, it's not bad. Yeah. And if I really needed to leave, then I'll just leave and he'll find somebody. Right. But you're but like any goaltender, and he, I mean you are the guy. Yeah, like I shoot on. So Jared Coro, he plays for. He was in Anaheim, St. Louis for a yeah. bit, but. I shoot on him in the summer, and then Valalta I shot on him as oh, well. Oh yeah. So he they live together in the summer, and then they sh I shoot on both of them at the same time. So <laughs> that's probably uh, you know if you ever get a play against somebody who you shot on all summer mm -hmm. long, that's probably going to be a plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I should. Uh, I haven't seen Maddie since he was down here, yeah. so I don't know how he's doing. But I know Jared's big boy. He's yeah. uh, six six, so that's, covers most of the net. Tell you what, if you're a hockey player, you I mean that's pretty cool. But you don't actually have to have you know a landscaping job like a lot yeah. of guys have, or you're actually gonna stay on the ice. And no, I did. I did landscaping for a bit too. And yeah, I mean it, it was fun. It's just the hours were just awful. Yeah, a lot of hours. That's it's rough work. You mm-hmm. know, it's one of those things where. You don't have to work out a whole lot in the summer if you're just doing landscaping. Yeah, but it takes a toll on your body. I remember yeah. I did that for two months, and I, I, including the training. Like yeah. I was waking up, at doing working out at five o'clock, and working from eight to five or, yeah. or extra hours, and it was just so much. I would get home and I'd just fall asleep. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to function. That's not so. Uh, playing a hockey game isn't near as labor intensive as working landscaping it's different because <laughs> hockey i can't fall asleep after right. because the adrenaline's going yeah. so i don't fall asleep till three or four o'clock in the morning yeah. but there i could fall asleep right away so it's <laughs> totally different right, right because landscaping's so boring yeah well it's not boring it's just so repetitive always the same stuff yeah but so okay, let's talk about that for a minute. A lot of guys never talk about that about you know how when you guys end a hockey game, how jazzed up you guys are, and you guys have got to come down like so you don't fall asleep till three or four in the morning. So it's nice you do have a roommate who can you guys can play video games or something until you fall asleep. Uh, yeah, I mean like we we try not to play video games. To, uh, <laughs> well, I guess to, it'll get you jacked up again. Like we will we'll play only till like twelve. We won't yeah. even go past that. Well, we'll if anything, we'll just start a movie. Um, but usually we play only as a group, so if we do, then we all get off at the yeah. same time. It's not, but even after games, but we usually don't play Fortnite just because yeah. we're already You're so, already yeah, yeah. we don't need uh, any more yeah. of that. So we just try and cook some food and then relax, watch a movie, but yeah. I still can't sleep. Yeah, so that's how you come down, you just kind of, I mean. Yeah, I'm a better napper than I am sleeper really? at night, yeah. I could nap anywhere at whatever time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious. See, I'm not. See, I'm, I'm a horrible napper. I don't like to nap because I feel awful after you take a nap. Oh, but I could nap for hours. <laughs> I mean, like I think two two days ago, uh, before the game, I slept for like six hours. Oh, really? Well, I wasn't playing, but uh, yeah, it's, but I, still, I, I could just slap for six hours. Yeah, didn't send an alarm. Yeah. It, it, Ben Boudreaux is the world's greatest napper, by the way. I've never seen a guy fall asleep as fast as he can. Really? I've never seen that. Yeah, I, I, like in a car, if I'm not driving, yeah. I will fall asleep within three seconds. Oh, see, I kind of envy that because I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a napper. Like, except for on a bus. I can't sleep on a bus or a plane. So when we're on a bus, oh, on a sleeper, on a sleeper bus, you on can a sleeper bus yeah. I can, I'm okay. Yeah. But, but the coach a, bus is oh, a little, little difficult. The worst. Yeah. Like tomorrow is going to be awful. <laughs> But it's a short trip, though, so it's not... Yeah, but it's know. still just sitting there, and you got the seatbelts poking around. And, oh. Does it help you when you have, we have a road game, you know, if it's like an indie Kalamazoo thing and it's a short trip, are you able to to relax then and then go home and go right to sleep? No. 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 <laughs> it doesn't up. matter where the game is. Yeah. Um, there's no sleeping. Yeah, win or lose, doesn't matter. You're still... But then that's why probably why I'm such a good napper, because the next day I'll we'll have practice yeah. and I'll be fine, and then I'll go home and nap, Yeah. and then I'll be fine. Yeah. So well, it's also good you have a roommate who's on the same schedule. Yeah. So yeah, Stewie doesn't nap as much as me, but yeah, but he does nap yeah. a lot as well. Oh, so going back, oh, the shooter thing. We're going all the way back here. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever strap on the pads? Do you get to be the goalie? I have, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bad. I sometimes for the player for their players. Yeah. So we, there's different times for the players and the goalies that yeah. go on. If it's like the Friday, my boss will let me strap them in. 
and I'll, I'll go and play goalie for the kids, but I'm not going to go in if they're, like, a lot older than um, – like, <laughs> like, the shots cannot be that hard. Because, like, I went in for he- the practice here before, after Christmas. Yeah. And the, I had Stewie, sh- uh, sh- uh, Sid, and I want to say Banks, and they're all just wiring pucks at me. <laughs> And I was scared. Well, <laughs> I'm it's not. I'm wearing packy stuff, and yeah. then I'm. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then they're firing pucks at me. And I'm like, oh, I was scared. But I mean, the little kids, they're they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're sponsored. They're sponsored by Brian's over at the at Amped. So we have all the. I'm all suited up with all the Brian's, and I'm yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so were the guys having fun with you, knowing that you were scared? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I wasn't going to skate, but then yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just strap on the pads. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's really hot in the, in the gear. Yeah. You don't – you you yeah. 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 I I was a goalie, too, and you don't realize how much fluids you actually mm-hmm. lose. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really hot. Yeah. I used to play roller hockey outdoors okay. in the summer. And I used to put ice bags underneath my gear, <laughs> so I look like this giant, the Michelin Man out there. Yeah. But yeah, you don't realize how quick you lose those fluids with all that mm-hmm. gear on. So, mm-hmm. so it's you're not going to switch positions anytime soon. No so. way, <laughs> unless I really need to. But I'm not going to do that anyways. But do you have an appreciation for your goalies now? Yeah. Oh, I always do. <laughs> after after the first time I suited up at, at Amped, I I really recognized how hard it was <laughs> and realized that yeah, it is a hard job. Yeah. So you won't be the emergency backup. You're the fourth on the depth chart. Maybe fourth or fifth. <laughs> so that every quarter yeah. rolled around. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you've played a lot of hockey, man. You played 300 OHL games. Is that right? Yeah, over 300. Man, you've seen a lot of hockey. For you're only what 22? Yeah. Wow. So you played. You just played in two spots, right? In, yeah, I played North Bay and yeah. Owen Sound. Owen yeah. Sound for half a year. Yeah. And then North Bay for four and a half. Wow! Did you stay with the same family the whole time? No, I no. had so I had my first family when I first got there. They were the French guy, the yeah. French family. Uh, they were planning on moving back up north, so I had to change billets. And then I moved into Barkley Goodrow's billets. Um, and then they had family problems, so I had to move out of there as well. Yeah. And I moved with this the Cather's family, and I was with them for two and a half years. But it felt like it was over 10 yeah. I uh, yeah I still talk to them pretty much every day or not every day but yeah. at least once a week which become one part of the family right yeah, yeah. and I, I mean Noah's got uh, he's he's autistic so I mean I think I grew up with the perfect family knowing yeah. like he plays on North Stars which is like the special needs hockey team for them yeah. and, and just see, seeing him develop and grow up as a kid I think it really kind of just hit home and, and I mean Jackson a great kid as well like super smart and just a great family to be around yeah. they're they're always there for me and they, they still always text me and they're coming down i think in two weeks so yeah yeah i've, I've heard that more than once that the, your, your the billet family almost comes down and visits you more than your your normal yeah. family yeah i mean they're beyond i think they're probably the best in the ohl for sure yeah they don't do that anymore they had um, yeah. one of the, the guy that i got traded for when i went to own sound he uh he lived there but he got traded back to own sound this, this year so yeah so you guys like to switch houses too, yep. like when you get traded. Yeah. So I lived with his billets, and you lived with mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how? I mean, do they? How do they? I guess how do you go about going into a billet home? I mean, they pick you. Do you pick them, or the team just, usually picks? Yeah. They they kind of have like guidelines, and yeah. they kind of like so the French first time I was a, I was the only French guy, that yeah. beat, and they were French billets, so it kind of was a no brainer that there I could go in there and speak French yeah. and, and understand. Um, 
but usually it's just first one comes, first one goes. Yeah. Like whoever wants wh- whoever. Yeah. But usually for like the better players. So like when Barkley went, he was like on the water. Yeah. Um, his billets were like pretty old, and so. But Barkley's billets that I had were my teachers in in high school. <laughs> I I don't know if that's allowed to happen in actual school because I don't think you can teach your own kids. But, say, yeah. But yeah, I got a really good mark in that class. <laughs> I pray you probably would. Yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. So these, but these billet families, they have been doing it for years. I mean, some of them decades, you know, and they're just used mm-hmm. to it, right? Yeah. So the ones in yeah. Owen Sound, they had been doing it for fifteen years or something like yeah. that. But the, I mean, North Bay is the first time that the the team was there, so they had all brand new billets. Yeah. Oh, okay. But is there like ever a situation like you know what this isn't working out? I need to go somewhere yep. else. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened yeah. where guys the breakfast the billets were making was wasn't good enough or like he, he was expecting more yeah. and he's like I want out of here and go somewhere else and then the same thing would happen there and you'd move somewhere else yeah i mean i think i think some of the kids were just spoiled as a kid <laughs> right like, like you you got to understand that these people grew up in a different way yeah. as well like yeah you're moving to their family you can't expect everything yeah. to happen just for you yeah so like there is an expectation like you know mm-hmm. i expect this every morning or this or yeah. that you know i mean like my bills would make me eggs every morning yeah she was she's a stay-at-home mom he's a doctor so she would make eggs for us in the morning and then i'd make my own pregame and she'd make dinner yeah it was pretty easy i mean i liked i love to cook so yeah it's just uh one player per house or is it a couple? it depends yeah. there was a couple sometimes doubles and but there's not no not more than two yeah. No, because juniors then it just gets out out of hand right. for sure because everybody's young and they just think it's free time. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah. I mean, they turn into your surrogate parents, so mm-hmm. they have got to you know watch you guys and make sure you're staying yeah. out of trouble and mm-hmm. all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I know. It's it's. I love my billets. They're they're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I suppose they you know uh, been friendly with your folks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They're they were in Ottawa this past weekend. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do your folks do? My dad, my dad owns a tool store, and my mom's a teacher. A tool she's store. on strike right now. On st- really? So yeah. what is she doing when she's on strike? Um, I don't know. No, <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is that it's like up to three days a week they're done. They're not working. Yeah. So she's got five days off a week now. Yeah. So she's not out hitting the picket lines. She's just. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if she is going to support yeah. whoever is on yeah. strike, but I mean, yeah. you know, she's on break. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what does she teach? Uh, grade three. Oh, okay. So she. I likes don't know. Them. She's moved a couple yeah. grades every every year. She yeah. moves. So. But it's the young kids that mm-hmm. she likes. Yeah, I, I go in there sometimes when the season's done. But yeah. Gets a little ahead. I don't. <laughs> she just expects me to do work. So I'm like help her out. <laughs> so you're the it's not teaching, my job. You're the teaching assistant when you go in. Yeah, I think the last time I went, it was parent teacher interview night. Okay. And I had to go somewhere. I forgot where I was going. I think it was over Christmas. Yeah. And we had something to do, and she literally had to talk to every single parent, like, for 20 minutes. And I'm like, like, we're going to be late. Hurry up. And she could not, like, not have a conversation because she's so, so, so social. Yeah. yeah. And she just, she literally can't stop talking. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, she's been doing it a long time. She, yeah, she's been yeah. doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Over she, 25 years, oh, I want to say. She loves it. Yeah. 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 That's also rough when you have a teacher in the family, when your mom's a teacher. You're not going to get away with you not knowing yeah. homework and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they're going to be on you. Yeah. So it's got to be a drag. Always. <laughs> Always a drag. 
<laughs> so your dad uh, owns a tool stop? A tool shop? store, yeah. Tool store, okay. Yeah. So what, what kind of tools does he sell? Uh, Bayer tools for like OC Transpo buses. Okay. So, but he does uh, pretty much everything now. Yeah. yeah. So he's like a big hard, I mean. Yeah, his dad owned it before him and then oh, he cool. took it over. Okay. I'm not taking it over. I was though. just going to ask, nope. <laughs> is it going to be in here? No, I get in there and I want to fall asleep. <laughs> And we know you're good at napping. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I can't. Uh, I remember we went in there and we used to do like invoices, like organize the invoices, yeah. and I would like just lose it. I hated that stuff. And we'd just sit there and do nothing. But I mean, like he his, he has a good clientele and everything. It's just, yeah. it's just not my thing. Not your thing. No, so. I could be outside working on like we. My dad and I we used to build stairs for at the, at the cottage and stuff, yeah. and we built just we love building together. Yeah. I could do that forever, but yeah. sitting there and just seeing all these tools. Oh, and it's, it's retail, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would not. So maybe construction is in your future, maybe. Maybe, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be a tool, a seller for tools. Like, geez, I could sell clothes, I could sell anything else, just not tools. Not tools. No. <laughs> so you could, so you could work at the Gap, is what you're saying, too? Yeah, so Kids would, Gap. Yeah? Kids Gap, yeah. and I could sell a bunch of kids stuff. Yeah. So, so you, you have a good fashion sense? Yeah, great fashion sense. <laughs> So you, uh, you got brothers and sisters? I got two sisters. Two sisters. Yeah, they're what both they in dental hygiene. Both of so them. So my old sister graduated this past year, bought her first uh, apartment, um, and she's doing pretty well for herself, I think, and Ash is still in school for yeah. dental hygiene. Yeah. Are you the youngest? I'm the middle. You're the middle. So you got two old, man, an older yeah. sister and a younger sister. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some arguments that happen sometimes, but not they're not too bad anymore. Yeah. As kids, we, they used to be bad, but oh, not sure, now. sure. Oh, man, I'm sure they just picked on you just awful because mm -hmm. you had the oldest kid, and then you've had the baby, and then you were mm -hmm. just... Well, they're pretty much like the same size, so they wear the same stuff too now. So yeah. it's like the, the one will take a shirt, and they'll just start losing it and start yelling at each other. But the one doesn't work. It doesn't live at home anymore, so... Yeah. It's kind of good for that. But you can also stay out of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you did your... I don't need to. I don't need girls' clothes. <laughs> but you could sell them. I, I could. Maybe. I could. <laughs> Who knows? So the sisters are dental hygienists, which, you know, uh, they give you any freebies? Do you think they get uh, your teeth? <laughs> no, I, I, I will never go see my sisters for that stuff, just because they will just nitpick everything. Like, I'll get home, and and, and they'll be like, oh, my God, like... What's wrong with your teeth? And I'm like nothing. Like, like go get a cleaning, okay. But like then I try and go get a cleaning, <laughs> and then it's like three hundred dollars out of my pocket. And I'm yeah. like, okay, no, like I don't want this. But I mean, like I get it. They're always like every little thing. But they do like my friends' teeth. They do. And like the parents and all that. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's weird because it's dentistry is kind of an intimate kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, it's oh. I can't even imagine that. That's the one thing I would hate to do. Yeah. The I, one thing. Yeah. I'm not – I don't think I could do that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything anything medical. I have nurses. My niece is a nurse. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, like, look at blood or anything, like stitches or yeah. anything, but teeth? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of stitches, I want to go back to what happened in Jacksonville because your folks were there. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened. You got cut on the arm. 
But I'm told in the radio booth that you got your arm caught in a door. And I don't know where this story came from. They run down. The Jacksonville people came and told me that. And this was right before the melee happened. So I'm like, all right, well, that's what happened. I have no idea how that could have happened because I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm like, how could he get his arm stuck in a door? But okay. Uh, but no, you got hit with a skate, right? Yeah, like, Alan Skate. Alan Skate. Yeah, he was hopping the bench with a freshly sharp pair of skates. And he wasn't watching. I mean, it felt like a paper cut. I didn't feel yeah. anything. I was the only one not freaking out on the bench. Really? Yeah. Everybody, Skyler was. I was like, Skyler, I need a towel. And he's like, what? Why? He's like freaking out, and I'm like, I need a towel, and I had to get up and get it myself and walk myself <laughs> to the to the dressing room with nobody, and I'm holding the towel on my arm, and it's just gushing blood. Because he was freaking. Because he was freaking. But he, he was freaking he out. Do. He didn't know what to do, and I was like, hey, well, everybody, and then every, all the guys started freaking out on the bench. <laughs> Like what? They're like whoa, 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 whoa! Like, and then they're yeah. like yelling at Maddie, and Maddie's just like looking around, and he has doesn't really have an idea. And then I just grab the towel and go, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I know it's pretty bad. Pretty when bad. My whole hand is covered in blood. Yeah. So it was like just spraying. I mean, it was. I it mean, wasn't spraying. It was just leaking out the really sides, yeah. and it was kind of gross. My gloves were disgusting. Because I I saw like the scramble. I knew something was going on. I could tell people were looking around, and were I could see people getting towels, but I had yeah. no idea it was you or anybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't the worst thing that's happened to me. Really? Yeah, I got one. I got stitches on my nose, and I couldn't get any freezing on it, so that was very painful. Really? So yeah. you, so you, you couldn't? I mean, you got it stitched up, right? But yeah, I had to get it stitched up, but and, and there's no freezing that was allowed because it's only cartilage. So oh, okay. It's so not gonna, it's not gotcha. gonna do anything. Okay. So they're putting the needles through oh. my nose, and there's no freezing. No, no Novocaine, oh. no nothing. No. The first stitches I ever got, though, the doctor put the needle through my lip completely and was just putting the freezing through my oh. throat and it was going down and oh I couldn't talk so say so yes yeah, so your yeah. whole face was probably yeah. numb but like my lips were fine like they were not numb I had to tell them put more oh yeah but this this one the, yeah. the the doctor's son was cutting the stitches for him the doctor's son yeah he, I think it was like seven years old <laughs> I think he was about to pass out at one point. He like looked at me and he's like, "Oh." So, so the doctor. So he wasn't. Sti he was stitching you up, but you're he stitched me up, yeah. and then the son was cutting the, the stitches. The end of the stitches. But the stitches were so long at the end. I had to tell him to cut them down. He's like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, yeah. Because they even made an announcement that we need a doctor in the comments locker room. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I heard that. But... Yeah, that's kind of a scary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. A lot. Well, luckily it didn't hit like a couple inches. Yeah. Right. Away. You would have been in big trouble. So it got you right on the side mm -hmm. there. So, but yeah, if it gets you oof. under its rule. So, all right. Well, you're lucky there. What, did Alan feel guilty? Did he feel bad? Yeah, my parents saw him in the elevator after and were chirping him. <laughs> yeah. But I played with Alan in junior, so. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so my parents okay. know who he is. Or, yeah. 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 Don't speak any Polish, though. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody speaks Polish other than Alan. No. And his English is, I don't, you know what, he's a guy you really don't talk to. Because, again, yeah, English is... His English you know, is pretty good. Pretty for, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's played in the L for four years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so. and he lives in New Jersey now or something, mm -hmm. so he should he should know what's going on. Well, his parents live in New Jersey. Yeah, he lives back in Poland. He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to live in the U.S. Really? Yeah, I talked to him about it today because his parents were here this past week. And I asked him if his parents were going back to Poland. Yeah. He said, no, they stay in New Jersey. I go to Poland. <laughs> There's got to be a story there, geez. Well, his girlfriend's there too. So. Well, there you go. That's all. That's all mm -hmm. you need to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. The girlfriends. Uh, but uh, you've got dogs. 
You and Stewie. Yeah, we have dogs. <laughs> got a dog in the house right now, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a Roxanne. Yeah. She's a little pit bull. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's Roxanne. a good dog. Yeah, and uh, it's your Petey Foster's dogs, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we, I had fostered yeah. a dog with Petey the first first time, and her name was we named her Belle. Uh huh. And she, I don't even know what kind of dog she was. She was a little ugly thing, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she had like heartworm problems, or yeah. she has some virus. So we had to give her pills every day yeah. and do all the all that stuff. And uh, so after that, we got rid of her. Well, we brought her back. Yeah. And she got adopted the next day. Yeah. And then Petey kept adopting dogs, and we just it's it's a lot more work than you think. Just like the pills and all yeah. that stuff. I really didn't want to keep having to deal with the pills. Because like our so Bell would would puke the pills yeah. up because they were so strong. Yeah. Um, and she wouldn't eat normal food, and it was just it was too much. So I just didn't bother. But he keeps adopting dogs. Yeah. And just bringing them back, and yeah. they get adopted like two days after. Oh, wow. Petey might have veterinary medicine in his future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I didn't realize how yeah. quickly and how many dogs are in there and oh, out, yeah. in and out within yeah. a couple of days like. I'm very surprised. I thought there was going to be more dogs that just sit there. Yeah, and, yeah. But there was like max 12 in there, and then yeah. they're all gone within two days. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have three dogs, so mm-hmm. uh, I feel your pain when it comes to all the dog stuff. But you got a dog at home, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, have a, I have a lab. Yeah. Yeah, he's, good a good, he's a good dog. Yeah. We got oh. him on Kijiji for free. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's eight now. He's eight now. Yeah. Seven or eight. He just had his birthday a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, those are great dogs. Mm-hmm. Is he really hyper when you got him? Uh, he's not bad. Yeah. He he still he still gets hyper. He uh he wags his tail so much that we had a that he uh not broke his tail but the end of his tail just started yeah. dying. Yeah. So we had to get it cut off. Yeah. So I've it's heard like that half before. Yeah. yeah. But I mean he's a good dog. <laughs> he I I have a single bed at home and he tries to sleep with me and it just doesn't work. <laughs> so but does uh uh does uh, uh, Stewie's dog sleep with you guys? Do you guys take your naps? Yeah. Well, she sleeps with Stewie. Yeah. If Stewie's not there, then she'll come sleep with me. I, I hate sleeping with dogs and other people just for the fact that I get too warm. <laughs> so if Roxanne does sleep with me, I'm pushing her off to the other side of the bed. Aww. Mm-hmm. She just wants to snuggle. Yeah. She's a, like, <laughs> yeah. we'll be sitting there playing Fortnite and I'm going to sit on the couch and there's two other cushions and she's literally she's gotta be right, right against to me. Yes. That's the like that's fine. It's just the sleeping is no, and the snoring. She snores as well, oh, and Stewie snores. So and you Stewie. got you got both of them going. And Stewie snores, and Stewie. We talk about teeth. You know, he doesn't have any teeth. You told your sisters about the teeth problems with your roommate. No, no. I I I haven't talked to my sisters in a while. I probably should, but yeah, call yeah. your sisters today, would you? Mm-hmm. They're probably busy. Yeah, so, yeah. and the one's still in school though. Then the other one, she she is she like a practicing dental hygienist. She got a job. Yeah, she got a job. She's, yeah, I think she's full time now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's probably hard work on your wrist too, if you really think about it. When you're digging in there, you're <sighs> rooting around. I just went to the dentist a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. still. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so really, what we've learned on this episode is that what Mac does not want to sell tools. He doesn't want to go into dentistry. Yeah. Animals. Eh. <laughs> if it doesn't involve sleeping. It doesn't like involve them. sleeping, but, you know, he d- does like the animals, mm-hmm. you know. So. I love my dogs. Yeah. 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 So, all right, so the folks, they've been down to Fort Wayne, or have they just been? Uh, uh, they, my mom came down with me yeah. for when we drove down. Yeah. Um, 
She hasn't been to Fort Wayne to watch a game. Oh, she hasn't yet. No. Dad hasn't either. Dad's no. too busy selling the tools. Yeah, my da- my yeah. He he picks his time when he comes gets off and on work. Yeah. yeah. He, now, he you works like by himself, so he's, oh, okay. He's good. Yeah, whatever. he's the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what is it? Uh, Cole Kaler's dad has a tractor store. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So they got something in common mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine something that either. Oh. <laughs> no tractors, no tools. No, yeah. I can't. So are you lucky enough to have a car down here then? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, I got a car. Because the poor guys who don't have cars, I feel so well, sad. Well, there's so many guys that don't have cars that live in the Willows. It's yeah. It's pretty nuts because that's like half an hour away. So are you, but are you the guy that the people call for rides? No. No. <laughs> not at all. No. If I needed, uh, if I'll, I'll DD, but yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to go to the Willows and pick somebody up. No. <laughs> so you're not the team taxi driver. No. I mean, like, I used to drive Marty to the rink every day with yeah. me, but yeah. Stewie and I usually have different schedules. He usually stays on the ice a little bit longer than yeah. me, so I want to get... You got time. I got to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> get off Fortnite first. Get warmed up. Oh, great, man. So you like in Fort Wayne? I mean, as it's, as the whole, I mean, as the town. It's no, I love it. Mean, it's yeah. uh, perfect. It's what yeah. we need. Yeah. 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 A little different than Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so you play, I mean, you play in North Bay. How's big's North Bay in Ontario? Pretty small. It's probably the same size as this. Oh, yeah? Okay. It's probably, um, probably smaller. Yeah. How many, what's the population? It's about 300,000. Oh, way less. Yeah. Way less. <laughs> way less, yeah. No, North Bay is like cottage country. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I love it up there in the summer. It's really nice, and my bills live on the water, so it's perfect. They have all, they have toys. And so you get to go up there in the summer, mm-hmm. too, and hang out with them? Yeah. Oh, I, I go up there for every long weekend. Just oh, to, really? Just, yeah. Well, it yeah. makes sense to go for the long yeah. weekend so you can yeah. make it longer. And I usually go three times a summer. Yeah. So, so you get to go, like, jet skis and yep. boats and mm-hmm. you get a fish and all that good stuff, too? Not fish. But Not fish. Not fish. Not much of an outdoorsman? I, it's just there's no fish. Like it's, 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 oh, okay. It's, tr- it's, it's called it's, Trout Lake, and it's really deep, and I'm not going to wait around for these fish to start biting them. <laughs> no. Oh, so you don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> No. You're not waiting around no. for your... But I, I will go, like, so they have usually, in the winter, they have, like, a little village for ice ice huts. Yeah. So I'd, I'd go out there all the time. My billets, my second billets, I had a hut, and I used to just go and sit there and fish. Really? Did you catch anything, or was it yeah. just more relaxing? Yeah, pike, just... walleye. Yeah? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Did you actually cut the... Uh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't like the teeth, I, I so I'm sure you that. didn't, didn't no. clean them. No, I can't. I've never learned how to do that, so... Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love to fish, but I was the same way. But my dad, you know, could just pull them apart. No need. Not a big fan. No need. (laughs) But did you eat what you caught? No. No? No. I would just throw it back in. No, no. No, I didn't need to. No. So. All right, man. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming in. This is a good time. I learned uh, learned quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hopefully, you learned quite a bit, too. Yeah, about myself. <laughs> about yourself. Reevaluate. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you. So that's our show. Fred Bean and Brett McKenzie. Another one is in the books. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed all the other episodes. Uh, we've got more coming up. We go all the way through uh, the regular season. And maybe if a special guest pops in, maybe we'll do one in the off season. But uh, right now, still got plenty of shows left. And I want to thank Fred Bean and Brett McKenzie for uh, coming on in and doing this week's show. also want to thank... Huntington University for always sponsoring this podcast and making it happen. And I want to thank you, of course, for listening. This has been the Comets Podcast.